Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Wow, wow, wow. We start with huge breaking news on this Friday. Chris Carlin in for Greeny today on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus, presented by Progressive Insurance, and all guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. In just one moment, we get to the NFL's new approach toward the COVID situation and potential cancellations this coming year, but announced in just the last few minutes by the Cleveland Indians over on Twitter, their new team name will be the Cleveland Guardians. They haven't made clear yet. We have not heard uh, clear yet as to when that will take effect. One might think that that would happen next year, and there was every indication that this was going to happen months back when you started to get more and more rumbles toward the insensitivity of the name, the Cleveland Indians. And so first they had the logo change from Chief Wahoo, and now they are changing the name of the team. They did it with a two-minute video on Twitter that was narrated by Tom Hanks. So we'll let you know uh, exactly when that is going to take effect. But that announced just in the last few minutes by the Indians over in baseball. Let us start with some straight talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. And your big topic of the day is the NFL and their announcement yesterday that if there are cancellations this coming season due to COVID, games that cannot be rescheduled because of the COVID COVID virus and teams that have caused an outbreak because of having unvaccinated players... That team will be forced to forfeit the game, and both teams that would be involved would not get paid for the week. There are a lot of layers here that we need to understand. Number one, need to remember this. This past year, the league did everything possible to play every single game, and that's not going to change. They're not going to just cancel a game to cancel a game and not make it up. This is if it becomes completely untenable within the framework of the 18-week schedule. In other words, they're not going to push off playoffs or anything like that because of it. They don't want it to disrupt the schedule moving forward. Obviously, this is a major push toward the league really trying to force players to get vaccinated. Now, we have so many different reactions to this. Let's hear from Jeff Darlington on what the reaction has been so far to this and the thought process behind it about the NFLPA and certainly from the NFL. Like, if the NFL was concerned at all about, like, the the science behind the vaccine, there's no way that they would be putting any type of potential mandates no, no way they would be saying to players like get this vaccine. So you, you got to think that the NFL feels, feels pretty strongly about this. If, if they're putting themselves out there saying like, get this vaccine, like sure doesn't seem like that they're worried about um, pot- potential fallout from it. Now I'm not suggesting that that would influence anyone's decision. I'm just saying that to me, that tells me that the NFL absolutely is dug in on this one and wants its players is basically making it very clear to them without saying you have to be vaccinated to play, that, that you better get vaccinated or, or uh, you're risking a lot here. And the natural question thereafter is how does 
the NFLPA react to this? Well, to me, one of the more interesting elements of it is the fact that the NFL Players Association has come forward and sent a memo to its contingency, its players, and said that uh, really showed no, no animosity toward the NFL for this, basically saying these are similar rules to what were in play last year that were uh, collectively bargained, and basically that's, that's the way it's going to be. Uh, I don't sense I don't sense much in terms of like the NFLPA planning to put on some kind of fight to defend players that are choosing to not get vaccinated. So you've already seen players unhappy with this back and forth, right? You've seen DeAndre Hopkins tweet out yesterday that he was now considering his future because the league is trying to force him into getting a vaccine. There are a a few different things to take into account. Number one, something that Jeff alluded to there. This is not different than last year. The only thing that makes this different from a year ago is a vaccine exists now. Last year, if a game was canceled and was unable to be made up, the same situation would have applied. The team that was most affected by it would have forfeited, and neither team would have been paid because it would have been a game that did not generate revenue. Number two, the league did everything possible last season to play all all of those games to the point where you got a game on every single day of the week at one point. The NFL had a football game Monday through Sunday at some point during the year, each of the days of the week had an NFL game because they were so intent on making sure they got all the games in. But there is a very interesting aspect of this for the players that want to complain about the fact that they wouldn't get paid if it's not even their fault that there wasn't a game. Yes, the league is turning to the NFLPA and in essence driving a little bit of a wedge between them to get everybody on the same page. It never hurts the NFL to get a little bit of a divide in the players' union. It always strengthens their position. And with what DeAndre Hopkins said and what some of the members of the Buffalo Bills have said going back and forth on social media so far, disagreeing about the situation, not surprising. But ask yourself this question. If a game does not generate revenue, why, by not being played, why would players get paid? Now, the real question that has never really been clarified is, with the NFL and with the television networks, if a game had to get canceled, would that television network actually get their money back? Nobody has really been clear about that or get made whole or get credited in any way. But if the owners were going to lose that money, would have to give it back to the television networks for missing a game, why would the players get paid? That's a trickle-down effect, if that's the case. And you need to think about two things as far as these decisions are made. The league is not is not going to make any decision before they have to. Roger Goodell made that very clear last year in those exact words. And one other thing to remember. When you think about the most lucrative games of the regular season, two are the ones that generate the most money 
for the television networks. Number one would obviously be the opener on Thursday night at the beginning of the season. Number two is always the Thursday night game on NBC, Thanksgiving night. Why is that? Because of all the Black Friday advertising. So think about what happened last year. That was supposed to be Baltimore and Pittsburgh. And because of the COVID situation, that game got pushed back a few days and then a few more days more and did not get played the following week until a Wednesday at 3.40 p.m. in the afternoon. So you go from a Black Friday massive advertising night to 3.40 p.m. in the afternoon the following Wednesday. And I don't know for a fact, but if I were a betting man, I don't know that NBC really got made whole for that. So if that's the case, you have to remember with all the television deals getting done, that's the most important thing. If the teams are going to lose money because of it, there's no way the players are going to get played because are going to get paid because some of them were unvaccinated and the rules of playing in this league as far as they can push it is that you better be vaccinated. 888-729-3776. 888-729-3776. Chris Carlin in for Greeny today. That was Straight Talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. In just moments, the and the uh, Major League Baseball trade deadline is right around the corner. We have saw our first major deal happen yesterday. And we also saw a bit of a mess in Boston last night. We get into it all. What transpires over the next seven days leading up to the deadline. One of our baseball insiders will join us in moments. Greeny, presented by Progressive Insurance. At Progressive, they're making things even easier. They're going to help you bundle your home and car insurance together so you can save on both. Learn more at Progressive.com or 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. Chris Carlin for Greeny on ESPN Radio and ESPN+. Plus. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Greeny, the podcast. There's this morning, 
The Cleveland Indians changing their franchise name to the Cleveland Guardians, announced just within the last half hour or so. Chris Carlin in for Greeny today on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus to talk about that and more as the trade deadline approaches. We welcome in ESPN baseball writer June Lee, who joins us via the Goodyear hotline as we speak. June, appreciate a few minutes and interested in your take immediately on the news that the Indians are making the franchise's name the Cleveland Guardians. Yeah, thanks for having me on, Chris. Uh, my first reaction was a little bit of sadness because I really wanted it to be the Spiders, like the the potential for logos and like uniforms with the mm. Spiders name I thought was like really, really great. Um, but I'm actually a fan of the, the new Guardians logo. I think the name is a little generic. and It, it might take some time for, for that to grow on people, uh, myself included. And I think just generally across the sport, lots of sports, team sports names are, are generic. So this isn't that kind of much of a deviation. But I do like the, kind of the main uh, Guardians logo with the wings. The art, it, it kind of got an Art Deco vibe. It's still connected to... Um, you know the team's font in the past. It's kind of reminiscent of that. Um, I'm a fan of the logo. I'm really interested to see what to see what the team and Nike does with the uniforms. But uh, overall, you know, a little bit lukewarm in terms of the name. Um, I would have personally preferred the Spiders, but I do think that their their uh, their new logo is pretty good. We knew this was coming, June, and and just the importance of it all in your estimation, based on needing to change the name. I mean, this should have happened a while ago. Like, I've been trying to avoid in, in writing, um, on Twitter, just generally in conversations about Cleveland's baseball club and avoiding saying their, their team name. Um, it's something that's been long overdue. I mean, Native American tribes and, and activists have been speaking up about how the team uh, name and, and the Chief Wahoo logo in particular were offensive uh, for a long time. And, and you know, it took, it took the George Floyd um, kind of public unrest and, and the killing of George Floyd uh, in order for kind of this discussion to really pop up again and for the, the PR to get bad enough for uh, Cleveland to change their name. So this is a long overdue thing, um, and I'm, I'm glad it's finally happening. And, of course, kind of the focus shifts next to, to what Washington is going to do with their football club. June Lee, ESPN baseball writer, joining us on the Goodyear Hotline. Chris Carlin in for Greeny today on ESPN Radio and ESPN+. Plus. Let's get to the Yankees and the Red Sox last night, June I mean, that was a heartbreaker yeah. <laughs> for the Yankees, who were playing exceptionally well, uh, having won 9 of 12 going into Boston. They haven't played well against the Red Sox all season long. Uh, your takeaway from last night, did that take away any of the, I don't want to use the word momentum, but at least energy that they seemingly have had over the last few days? I mean, if you've been following the Yankee season all year, it kind of feels par for the course in that the Yankees will have um, a couple of weeks where they look like, oh, it seems like they're putting things back together. And then they'll have a game like last night where things just fall apart and they have all those wild pitches in the games and, and ends in the manner that it does. And the momentum kind of, if all the air kind of falls out of the balloon again. And I feel like we're at the point where it might be uh, time to acknowledge the fact that like this just might be the Yankees. They just might be a 500-ish team that has a couple of good weeks and has a couple of bad weeks and is unable to kind of swing the momentum either way. Um, and it, it, at the end of the day, I think that's kind of a, a more boring storyline than a team that really sucks or a team that's, you know, zooming towards the playoffs and, and is, you know, going to win 90 games or 100 games over the course of the season. But this might just be the Yankees. They might just be a mediocre team this year. And it's funny because we have the deadline approaching and you would think – that the next few days against Boston and certainly against the Rays next week, that should make this decision 
a whole lot easier for Brian Cashman and company if they want to try to pursue this and chase after it, even though they've insisted all along that they would. Yeah, I mean, there was rumors that came out yesterday. I think Buster only reported the Yankees were uh, taking a look at Trevor Story. Uh, Story signed through the end of the season. I don't really see how that makes sense, given the kind of precarious position the Yankees aren't in, uh, in terms of making the playoffs to begin with. And, you know, getting Trevor Story for the rest of the season will probably cost a, a decent amount of uh, prospect capital. Um, and so, I mean, and it would also mark the end probably of Glaber Torres as, as the Yankee shortstop in some way in some ways. And so I don't really understand or see how that would make sense for the Yankees in terms of, if this was like a multi-season thing with story, it might make sense. But I don't, what we've seen with this team, as, as good as this team has looked on paper and as, as much as people predicted at the beginning of the season, they would, that they would run away with the division. Uh, it, it just doesn't seem like this Yankees team has put it together. I, I can't believe that a, uh, it's hard to believe that a, a single edition of Trevor story or something, something of the sort would, would change their fortunes that much. June Lee, ESPN baseball writer, joining us right now via the Goodyear hotline. Okay, shift over to the Mets. There seems to be somewhat of a divide if the Mets actually still need hitting or do they need to aggressively pursue a starting pitcher? What's your take? Probably a little bit of both, uh, and that might be a bit of a cop-out answer. But No, it's a full-on um, cop-out. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> um I mean, they definitely need more hitting. I mean, their, their team hasn't been the most consistent offensive squad across, across the entire season. It would obviously help if Francisco Lindor uh, looked more like his old self. Um, and, and he's been playing better in the last you know, couple of months or so. But, um, I mean, the, the Mets definitely need hitting. Um, but, I mean, the, the, I, I would probably prioritize, if I was the general manager of the Mets, I would probably talk, prioritize the hitting over the pitching. Um, but I, I definitely do think they need need both in order to be able to kind of solidify their place as a strong uh, as a strong playoff as a, as a strong like potential championship contender because you know once you get to the playoffs who knows what happens um, in, in the baseball playoffs but um, you know I, I'm not completely sure convinced that this Mets team in general has enough to to really make a run this year. You know it's amazing because the entire division has been poor and this time of exactly year, this time of year June to me is always. A case of the delusionals. Who's delusional about what the, <laughs> the, the actual opportunity there is? And there are two teams right behind them in the Phillies and the Nats that seem like they are absolutely believing they're good enough to go after it and may make a push here. What's your take on these two? I mean, that with the baseball playoffs, like if you catch fire at the right time, you have as good a shot as anyone. I think there's more parity once you get to the playoffs in baseball as there is in any sport other than hockey. Um, I think if that, that's why it's hard for me to believe that like it's, it, it would be probably not prudent for the Mets to go all in, in, in the way that, you know, investing in a lot of in, uh, capital and pitching and hitting at the deadline, because you have two other teams that are pretty good. The Braves are still very, very talented as well. Like that whole division this year has been so inconsistent and weird. Like I have a hard time just generally believing that, uh, you know, a, a a championship contender is going to come out of that division because of how weird and inconsistent every team in that division has been. Okay. In specific with the Nationals, we're talking to June Lee, ESPN baseball writer, joining us on the Goodyear hotline. Do you well, give me a percentage of a chance that you see over the next week and a half, or next week, I should say at this point, that they actually consider moving Max Scherzer? I would say, I mean, 
this is like the weird 50-50 predicament that they're in because like they're 45-50 and 50 right now. There's six games behind the Mets out of first place. But if, if they are able to catch fire in the next week and they get closer to the top of that division, do you trade Max Scherzer and you make the push? I mean, I think the Nationals are kind of in this weird place where they won the championship a couple of years ago. They have the centerpiece in Juan Soto, uh, and they have a bunch of other good pieces around there. I think I would personally trade Max Scherzer and try to build for the future. And if you, you know, Max Scherzer is going to be a free agent after the year. If you want Scherzer back, you could re-sign him. Um, I, would, I, I don't believe in this Nationals roster is enough to believe that they actually have a legit, a legit shot at winning a championship this year. So I would personally trade Max Scherzer. Um, but it's it's kind of hard to put a percentage on that, I think. <laughs> this MLB weekend preview brought to you by Credit Karma. Visit creditkarma.com slash win money to open your free account and start winning instant karma. Credit Karma money progress starts here. So with that in mind, over the next week, whose fortunes do you expect to change or at least strengthen their position to add? Well, I, I was a big fan of the move that the Rays made last night. I mean, the Rays are always kind of one of those under-the-radar under teams. They added Nelson Cruz from the Minnesota Twins yesterday, uh, and he's going to be a big bopper in that lineup or, you know, with, with Wander Franco and Randy Arozarena. Like, I think that's a team that can make a legit shot, not only at the division, but at the championship again. And even, if, even though they lost Blake Snell and, and Charlie Morton in the offseason, um, and I'm, I'm watching out for what the Red Sox and, the, and the, the White Sox do as well because the Red Sox obviously uh, are kind of a surprise in that division. I don't think people expected them to be sitting in first place in July, on July 23rd. Um, they're going to be looking at first base where Bobby Dahlbeck has kind of struggled a lot this year offensively, has been kind of a, a hole, but they're going to look at the pitching. Hein Bloom is trying to find the balance between kind of the long-term improvement and the short-term improvement. I don't expect him to go all in uh, this year uh, from what I've heard from my sources, but uh, they're a team that I think has a legit shot at a championship this year. And, you know, baseball is one of those sports where uh, when you have an opportunity, you should, you should probably, probably take it. And it's going to be also interesting what the Giants do because the Giants uh, are in that division with the Dodgers and the Padres. People thought the Dodgers could be one of the best regular season teams of all time. And somehow on July 23rd, the San Francisco Giants are sitting in first place in the NL West. Um, so I, I'm really fascinated to see just how the Giants season plays out uh, over the course of the rest of the year. June Lee, ESPN baseball writer with us. All right, last one, June. What is the biggest name or the best player, you could pick either one, that actually gets moved by the deadline next Friday? I think the Rockies have to move Trevor's story because it doesn't make any sense for them to keep him this year. Um, you know, story has a lot of value. They've already traded Nolan Arenado. So, like, for me, when when – uh, when they traded Arenado this offseason, it felt like it was only a matter of time before something happened with Trevor Story. Because um, what sense does it make um, for, for Story to stay there long term? He's in the prime of his career. He's uh, 28 years old. And he's not getting any younger. Um, he's one of the best power hitting shortstops in the game. Um, I think the Rockies have to do something to trade Story in order to build up their farm system uh, and, and just build for the future because it doesn't make sense to have Trevor Story, I think, for the rest of this year. June, awesome perspective. Thanks for a couple of minutes, man. Thanks, Chris. I appreciate it. June Lee, ESPN baseball writer, joining us on the Goodyear Hotline, giving us an excellent feel for what to expect over the next week. And don't forget that you can tune into an interleague battle Sunday as the Brewers host the White Sox. It's a good one presented by Credit Karma. Coverage of Sunday Night Baseball begins at 6 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app and 7 p.m on ESPN. In case you're just joining us, we did have a bit of 
breaking news this morning, and that is that the Cleveland Indians are changing their team name to the Cleveland Guardians. They announced it just before 10 a.m. Eastern time on Twitter with a video that was narrated by Tom Hanks. And we're assuming that it will be for the 2022 season. Still waiting to confirm that, but they have officially decided to go with the Cleveland Guardians as their new franchise name. The news with the NFL in reference to the COVID decision yesterday that the games would not be would not be uh, canceled like if games are canceled I should say that teams would not be paid for games that are canceled players would not be paid on both sides and of course the team that had the COVID outbreak due to unvaccinated players would end up forfeiting the game and that could cost them a playoff spot well In terms of the playoff spots overall, looking back at last year versus this year, there are teams that I look at that I cannot figure out how they're going to get back, and I cannot figure out how some of the teams that are on the outside looking in aren't going to make the playoffs. I want to start with one team that I really believe is not going to make the playoffs that did last year, and that's the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think the Steelers, as good as they are in terms of everywhere else and adding a running game and wide receivers and such, they have a major problem at the quarterback position. Mike Tannenbaum has said this. I am 100% on board with what he has said. Ben Roethlisberger is shot. I don't think there's a whole lot left. And he may have shown up in tremendous shape the other day. But I don't expect him, given what the strength of his game has been in his career, to get away from the rush, not just with his mobility, but also with the incredible size of his frame. Boy, there's a lot of miles on that body. He has taken a lot of hits over the years. So for me, the Steelers are absolutely a team that made the playoffs last year that will not make the playoffs this coming season. I'll give you another one. The Indianapolis Colts, yeah, same reason. They're buying into Carson Wentz, and the perfect storyline has been there, right? Carson Wentz reunited with Frank Reich, who got the very best out of him a season ago, or uh, back in 2017, I should say, when he was offensive coordinator for the Philadelphia Eagles. That working relationship was terrific, and Wentz, at the time he got hurt in week 13 that year, was the MVP of the National Football League. Here's the problem. He can't stay on the field. Carson Wentz can't stay on the field. Why would I expect that to change this coming year? And if that's the case, when you're the Indianapolis Colts, as much talent as you have, again, most important position, I don't trust in him and his physical ability to stay out there to get the Colts to the postseason again. NFC, I shift over and look, I, I want to believe in the Chicago Bears. I really do. I think their defense is terrific, but I don't think they're getting home this year with the quarterback situation. Justin Fields should play day one. 
but he strikes me as a player as, as high on him as I am, and I believe that he's going to make a, a terrific quarterback in the league. I don't think it's going to be in year one. I don't see the Bears making the playoffs this year after they did a season ago. And I also don't see the New Orleans Saints making the playoffs with how their quarterback situation is. And that might be tough, but I don't believe in Jameis Winston. I don't know that Sean Payton can turn Jameis Winston into somebody that doesn't turn the football over. We know how good he can be. He threw for 5,000 yards for Pete's sake. But do you trust him to be able to hold on to the football and not make the risky decision in a big situation? Plus, I got to tell you, my confidence waned after the whole lick the fingers thing. I could taste a W and that. that no, that's, that's, that's not a winner. Teams that didn't make it, that I really think will make it, number one, an easy one, is the 49ers, and why wouldn't you think that, considering, you know, if you have Garoppolo back anywhere near what he was in the past, and you're not having to go to Trey Lance in year one, because trust me, Trey Lance will not be ready to play in year one, the 49ers should be fine if they're healthy with Nick Bosa and that defense, and Garoppolo can play well enough to make it back. And one that I really think people are sleeping on, and I'm a believer in Tua Tungavailoa's Miami Dolphins. The Miami Dolphins are a playoff team. In every sense of the word, they are a playoff team. If Tua plays serviceably, serviceably, they are absolutely a playoff team. So are the San Diego Chargers. Justin Herbert had 31 touchdowns and 10 picks last season. Wow. 31 touchdowns and 10 picks. That is absolutely nuts for a rookie to throw for over 4,300 yards. I expect that to only get better. I think if Derwin James is healthy, the Chargers are a much better team defensively, and they absolutely can be a playoff team this year. And to my point about the Saints, Ian Rappaport of the NFL Network reporting that Michael Thomas is expected to miss the start of the 2021 season with an injury. So there you go. I mean, there, there are things that are working against the Saints already. Chris Carlin in for Greeny today at 800, or 888, excuse me, 729, ESPN, 888-729-3776. Get on board right now. We will get to your calls in moments. Who do you think is not making the playoffs from a season ago, and who is making the playoffs from a season ago. Right now, though, got to tell you a little bit about our friends from Straight Talk. 5G is here, but the big carriers, they want you to sign a pricey, long-term contract to get in on the action. Well, not anymore, because Straight Talk Wireless has rolled out 5G coverage nationwide, with plans starting at just $35 per month with no contract. And get a Samsung Galaxy A32 5G only $299, all on America's best networks. 5G coverage, 5G phones, less money, straight talk wireless, no contract, no compromise. 5G capable device required. Actual availability, coverage, and speed may vary. Up next, 
We continue to get you the latest on the situation with the Guardians and when that name will go into effect for the Cleveland Indians. We tell you in moments plus your take on the NFL's feeling about COVID-19 and forcing players as much as they can to get vaccinations. We'll take those as well uh, at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. By the way, where is CP3 playing next year? We answer that too. Chris Carlin for Greeny on ESPN Radio and ESPN+. Plus. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Greeny, the podcast. Garland for Greeny, ESPN Radio, ESPN Plus, 888-729-3776. ESPN Radio presented by Progressive Insurance and all guests join us via the Goodyear hotline, friends. And this is an opportunity to tell you about our friends from the California Almonds. Country versus country, you versus the home printer, no matter the competition. You need natural fuel and almonds are exactly that fuel for the best you. A handful of almonds have six grams of plant-based protein. It can't get any easier to fuel good so you can feel good. So just choose how to get fueled up. Whole almonds as a snack, almond milk in your smoothies, almond butter smeared on just about anything. Whether you're podium topping or printing at home, almonds in any form are natural fuel for the best you. California almonds. Own your every day, every day. Well, in case you missed it, we've had some breaking news this morning. 
And that is the Cleveland Indians changing their name to the Cleveland Guardians. And ESPN is reporting that that change will, in fact, take place beginning in the 2022 season. So this is the last year that the Indians will be known as the Indians. We knew the change was coming at some point, but it will be the Guardians as opposed to the Spiders or some of the other uh, names that have come up. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Some people not so happy with my feelings about the Pittsburgh Steelers not making the playoffs. We begin with Robert in Virginia up first on Greeny today on ESPN Radio. Robert, what's up, Big Cat? Yeah, good morning. Uh, and I'm not a I'm not a Steeler fan. In fact, I was a big Bengals fan when Marvin Lewis was there because I'm a friend of Marvin's. But uh, I tell you, Roethlisberger to me is one of the most mentally and physically tough players, and I think he's really got something to prove. I'm going to predict he's the comeback player of the year, and the Steelers win the division. Yeah, I think you're out of your mind. I think you're completely out of your mind. Thanks for the call. I think the the Uh, Baltimore Ravens are going to win the division, and I think the Cleveland Browns are right behind them. And I have to tell you, if Roethlisberger gets benched by midseason, I'm not going to be surprised because he does look like somebody that he may look great at the beginning of training camp and tell you how great he feels. But when those hits start coming, week one in Buffalo, when Jerry Hughes is hammering them, and those two rookies, Rousseau and Basham, are coming after him, and he can't get away like he used to, mm, that's a problem. Nathan's in Virginia. He's next on ESPN Radio. Nathan, what's up? Hey, how's it going? Good. How are you? I'm doing well. So, um, as a Steelers fan, I actually agree with you. I think we have no shot at the playoffs. One, because our division has gone from top-heavy with us and the Ravens to a pretty competitive division, first of all. And secondly, you know, Big Ben, if he's in great shape, that's awesome. But I just think our offensive line play has been dwindling for a few years now, and I just think he's going to be running for his life. And I just don't think he's the player he is. You just hit on a big one right there. The Steelers' offensive line is in flux. They drafted Kendrick Green in the third round to start at center. David DeCastro's gone. Marquise Pouncey's gone. Alejandro Villanueva's gone, by the way, to a division rival. That's a major problem for Roethlisberger. Major problem. And the Steelers have the fourth best quarterback in the division. That's right. I said it. How about... Andre on Long Island. He's next on ESPN Radio. Andre, what do you got, dude? What's going on, Carlin? Um, I'm a Steelers fan, and I don't know about all this talk. But you and Tannenbaum always hating on Ben. I don't know why. You guys say the same thing every year. But what happens? Every year we win the division. Yeah, what happened, what happened in the last playoffs year? last year with Ben? 11-0 no, with no rushing game. What, what happened in the, in the playoffs last year with Ben? And you also had a much better offensive line that is now in shambles. That's what I thought. That pretty much sums up the response and how it should be. Because it's a much different team. And once they got to the playoffs, it turned into a nightmare. An absolute nightmare for Ben Roethlisberger. I think you guys are crazy if you think that he's going to make it. 
I really do. I don't think he makes it through the season. Quickly, Bob in Pennsylvania. Bob, you got 20 seconds. Go. Chris, what do you think about my Cowboys making the playoffs with Dak coming back and them addressing their defense in the draft? The Cowboys are finishing third in the division, Bob. How about that? Sorry to tell you. They may, they may sneak in as a wild card, but I doubt it. I think the Cowboys are an eight or nine win team, and the reason being, I don't trust them. I think Dak, yeah, you got a good reason to to feel good about him, but I don't trust the Cowboys just based on, I don't know, what history tells me. And history tells me that when it matters the most, the Cowboys don't get it done. They'll occasionally have that big 13-win season, but they end up losing in the playoffs anyway. I don't feel good about them. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.